This episode of Locked On Aggies is brought to you by rockauto.com. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for the past 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck and write Locked On in the How'd You Hear About Us section so they know we sent you. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com is the place to be. It's the Locked On Aggies Podcast, presented by Locked On Podcast Network, talking all things Texas A&M. Now, here's your host, Cole Thompson. Howdy, everybody, and welcome into another episode of Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson here in the driver's seat, talking all things Texas A&M, and today, we got some news coming out of college football, which could affect not only the SEC, but more importantly, the world as we know it, and unfortunately... This may be a lost year to some, but it could be a great year to be an SEC fan. Before we begin, make sure you're following the podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network by subscribing on social media at Locked On Aggies. Locked On Aggies is your number one source for all things Texas A&M related content. Everything surrounding the 12th man, we are here three days a week, sometimes five if we're lucky, giving you all the quality information you need to catch up with everything you might have missed coming out of Aggieland. Secondly, Subscribe to myself, at Mr. Cole Thompson. I am the host of the show. My name is Cole Thompson. I am a mister. Don't wear it out. I love public feedback. Anything you can do to help make this show better, I am more than willing to take your advice. It's always something I want to build and become better at with you, the audience. Also, subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, subscribe on iTunes, and if you can't do any of that, listen to us live here on LockedOnPodcast.com. One of the biggest things that we have noticed during this COVID-19 pandemic is the unexpectation of how things can go down. And that's just a reality that comes with life. We don't know where this world is taking us and we don't know what direction we're going in, learning a little bit day by day. But when you finally get news, whether it's news in a positive or negative light, it's news, which means right now it's pretty much saying we're done. This is exactly what it is. It's definite. And according to a report coming out of the Detroit Free Press yesterday, it's news that not a lot of college football fans want to hear because what this does is it creates a domino effect that will eventually lead to every single conference going this path. Keep in mind that at the start of the year, uh, about two and a half weeks ago, the Big Ten announced that they would not be playing games outside of their conference. They would move to an eight-game schedule playing only teams found inside the Big Ten. Shortly after, the Pac-12 followed in suit, and then the SEC, ACC, and Big 12 all said, well, if this is going to be the case, we're not going to ruin this for our players, so let's go ahead and just follow the same way. Any A&M fan knows, last weekend we told you, Tennessee will be hosting the Aggies sometime this year, and Florida will be traveling down to College Station as part of their 10-game SEC schedule. But unfortunately, once again... The Big Ten might be making the biggest splash, which leads to unsettling news around the world of college football. According to multiple sources, the Big Ten is expected to cancel its college football season in a historic move that stems to the concerns going on with the coronavirus pandemic. This report came from the Detroit Free Press. According to one high-ranking source in the Big Ten told to uh, to the DFP, It's done. Sources said that presidents were in favor Sunday of not playing sports in conference this fall. Michigan and Michigan State, which both have physicians as presidents, 
were among the schools in favor of not playing, the sources said. Multiple sources said early Monday morning that the presidents voted 12-2 to not to play this fall, though the Big Ten said Monday afternoon no official vote has taken place. Dan Patrick, who first reported the 12-2 to vote, said that on his radio show, Iowa and Nebraska were the two schools in favor for playing. Meanwhile, after that, Jim Harbaugh came out with a statement saying he also would like to play, which was then followed by Ohio State's Ryan Day. Now, the sources requested anonymously because they were not authorized to speak publicly to this decision. A formal announcement was expected to be made Tuesday, so today, but unfortunately, nothing has come out at the time of this recording, so we can't go that much further. The situation was fluid, the sources said, as the Big Ten wanted to coordinate any announcement with other Power 5 conferences. So let me just basically break this down as much as I possibly can before we go into what Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner, came out and said. When you look at this deal, when you look at what's at in store, what's in place, what's happening, it's basically saying that as we started to see smaller conferences elect not to play this year. We saw the biggest name right now. We, we saw Division Two. We saw several FCS programs. And then we saw the Mid-American Conference. That's better known as the MAC. MAC Nation. A lot of people love MAC Nation. It's one of those games that's always played on Tuesday, Wednesday night. That way we have college football somewhat during the week. It gives us a little bit of promise. They actually have some really good programs there when you look in the past. Northern Illinois has been a really good team. Western Michigan, when P.J. Fleck was there, they rode the boat all the way to the Cotton Bowl. Toledo is a very underslept team. University of Buffalo, Kent State, Akron, Bowling Green that produced Dino Babers for Syracuse. They came out and said, we're not playing this year. And that was a really big blow because it was the very first conference in the FBS to say, we're not going to have a college football season. But what this does is... It creates a ripple effect. And I actually had a buddy of mine, uh, uh, you know, I do a bunch of radio hits down here in Houston, down in the greater Southeast Texas area. I had a buddy of mine say, as long as the Big Ten doesn't bite on this, it's not going to be a problem. There's going to be college football. And then we hear this. I don't know if this is going to be the start of a trend for something that happens, but what I can tell you is when you lose one conference, it's easier to see a ripple effect and a domino effect of these Power 5 schools want to come out and say it's best that we follow suit. Now, at the same time, you can have a conference like the ACC and the SEC decide to say we want to play. And unfortunately, what that does is it kind of puts players and it puts teams with an asterisk next to their name. Everyone who says, we want to play this year. So say that the Big Ten does come out and not say they want to play. They're done. They're not going to have any team play. But the ACC and the SEC say, we're going to play. What if Ohio State was really good this year? And I mean, astronomical good. They lost Chase Young, Malik Harrison, J.K. Dobbins, K.J. Hill, uh, Jeffrey Okuda. They lost a ton of talent. But they just replenished what left a year before with guys like Joey Bosa, a couple of other players that you can name on that. They've done a good job replenishing their talent. What if they're good enough to be the national champions this year? 
What if this was the year that Ohio State brought it all together and they were good enough to be there? Well, it doesn't matter. If, if Clemson goes to the national title, if Alabama goes to the national title, if Texas A&M goes to the national title, there's always going to be an asterisk next to that name. Because if they decide to sit out and all the fans are going to go, well, guess what? We would have won if we would have been there. And it's always a not a great look to the university. You know, it's definitely not a good look when you keep that title up there. And so when you see the lesser competition kind of fall out, so the Big Ten goes, and then say the Pac-12 follows suit, well, now you're stuck with three conferences wanting to play, three conferences that maybe can be the winners, and two conferences that have hosted, if I'm not mistaken, the last four winners, five winners, maybe it is six at this point, the ACC and the SEC national title winners, Clemson, Alabama, LSU in the last five. Yeah, it's not a great look, but at the same time, if they're willing to play, people are going to have problems with that. And eventually, the one big concern is what happens when a really important player, like a Trevor Lawrence, catches COVID-19. Then do we shut down college football? Then do we postpone college football? Or just to be smart, do we cancel it all right now and save our players from potentially getting even more infected with this? Or more importantly, passing this along to other students, which keeps this pandemic alive. There's a lot of moving parts in this. And until we know what the Big Ten does with their decision, we're not going to really have an answer on that. Speaking of moving parts, you know what has a lot of moving parts? Your car. And sometimes those parts will fizzle out, and unfortunately, you're going to have to bring it into the shop. But because you bring it into the shop, that means they're going to want to overcharge you prices when you could just do the job yourself. That's why I like to use rockauto.com. RockAuto.com is a family-owned business that has been serving auto park customers online for the past 20 years with an amazing catalog selection that could help you replenish your parts for a much cheaper deal. Keep in mind, Ross Jackson of Locked On Saints had his tailgate stolen off the back of his truck, went onto RockAuto.com's impressive catalog, found a brand new tailgate, had it shipped to his house, and installed it himself for a fraction of the price. Go to rockauto.com and type in Locked On on the How'd You Hear About Us page so they know that we sent you. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts you will ever need. rockauto.com is the place to be. Locked On Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson here in the driver's seat talking all things Texas A&M. And guys, let me get your opinion on something. Do you love quality podcasts surrounding your favorite sports teams? If so, why not listen to a Locked On Podcast? The Locked On Podcast Network contains over two dozen college sports shows, plus every team covered in the NFL, MLB, NHL, NBA, and highlighting sports information to get you caught up for your fantasy football season. Subscribe to us on iTunes, subscribe on Spotify, and if you can't do any of that, listen live here on LockedOnPodcast.com. Well, as we said, Dan Patrick was one of the first to break this news that the Big Ten was not going to play, and the SEC is likely to push forward with whatever comes. If you look on SEC social media, if you look on the Southeastern Conference team style, if you look on the players coming together with the hashtag, we want to play, a lot of these names are coming from that conference. So naturally, SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey was on the Dan Patrick Show Tuesday morning, and the very topic came up. 
And unfortunately, he could not dismiss the idea of not having college football, but it does not sound like when it comes to the SEC, football will be canceled. Here was the exact quote. I don't think that's the right direction, really. Could we? Certainly so. So there's a difference between can you do something and should you do something in life? And so we're actually set up with our schedule, with our own health protocols that we could, if there was a circumstance, operate on our own. I'm not sure that's the wisest direction, but you know, there's a lot more interesting things that have happened since March in college sports. The fact that Sankey is leaving that door open shows how much college football is not just a game. It's not just a lifestyle. It's not just a thing that people watch on Saturdays. It's a business when it comes down to it at the end of the day. And businesses in America right now are plummeting. There's so many people being laid off. I'll be honest with you guys. I got laid off. I've been laid off by two jobs since the pandemic happened. This is one of the few things that I still get to do where I'm actually working in my field of work with a degree because if I got laid off the world of college sports the world of business the world of economics the world of anything is getting closed down because we can't afford to pay people because of this pandemic and college football in the southeastern conference is going to be viewed as a business I know that sounds really crappy to put it that way but it is if you go to any one of these if any one of these campuses, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, Auburn, Alabama, College Station, Texas, Fayetteville, Arkansas, Oxford, Mississippi, Starkville, Mississippi, they're college towns. What I mean by that is you go to the University of Texas in Austin. The city of Austin is mixed in with the college. The college has a little bit of buildings, and then right next to the building is an office, a law law firm. Right next to the communications building, there is a coffee shop, there is a hedge fund business, there is a marketing firm right across the street. The city of Austin that hosts the University of Texas is built in with the university. Tuscaloosa, Alabama and College Station, Texas, the university is the college town. The town is the college. There's not a mix between the two. So when you cut out college football, you're cutting out revenue and you're cutting out money that goes towards these businesses. Businesses that may never financially recover from it. So I can tell you right now, when you would go to a game day in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, a lot of the big things that people had were these things called pigskin barbecue. And Pigskin Barbecue was was operated out of a bar called the Houndstooth, which is right off of University Boulevard. It was only open on game days. It made so much money, they were able to live off of that profit for a year before coming back. Now, now of course, the guys who ran that had a side business as well, but this was where they brought in a significant amount of their income. You don't have college football. You don't have college football fans. That's fine. You don't need to have fans in the stands. You'll still have fans wanting to go to a public seating. They'll want to be able to social distance properly. They'll want to be able to watch these games live. They're going to need food. They're going to need services. They're going to need all that. They're going to need alcohol beverages. They're going to need all these things to watch the game at these public settings. And even though you will take a hit when it comes to your profit, 
you still will be bringing in money to be able to afford the rent, to be able to afford the services, to be able to afford to keep your business alive. And in the Southeastern Conference, college football is just that. It is a business. And the television ratings that would go through just with the SEC in general would be able to allow the school to be able to pay to keep some of these businesses alive. Without it, you don't have that money to keep these alive, which then hurts on so many different levels. Most importantly, what it probably hurts on is how much it costs for admissions, which people are not looking at. And I'm not going to get political with this. I'm not. This is just facts. You're able to provide services for people by bringing in money. And when you have these television deals that you sign, when college football on SEC Saturdays comes in, or ESPN wants to view a two or three college games, or the SEC Network wants to view all these games, they bring in television ratings. They give people a proponent to watch. That brings money into the school. That brings money into the services that they can upgrade the schools. You have all this. This affects so much bigger than anything else. And for College Station alone, they need college football. That's how they make so much of their business during the year to stay afloat. And again, limited fans, no fans, doesn't matter. You can find a way to provide services to bring people in. So applaud Sankey for right now saying, yeah, is it a idea that may or may not work? Absolutely. There's no idea this is going to work. And again, you see this and there's a shot that it could easily blow up in America's face and a shot it could easily blow up in every college's face. But what's the cost of possibly not playing? That's what I look at when I look at what comes in to possibly canceling football. So, we've already heard of Greg Sankey's comments. We've already heard about how the schedule will be pushed back. Is there anything else that you could offer to make sure college football happens? Don't go anywhere. We'll be breaking down our final option of how to make sure college football and the SEC stays alive, especially in Aggieland, in just a quick moment. Locked on Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson here in the driver's seat talking all things Texas A&M. Guys, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify. Listen to us live on LockedOnPodcast.com. And make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson and at Locked On Aggies. Greg Sankey came out with this comment on the Dan Patrick Show Tuesday morning saying that the college football season may or may not be canceled, but the SEC will continue to go strong until otherwise proven. Now, the SEC announced on July 30th that it planned on a 10-game schedule, conference only, that would be pushed back to the season starting on September 26th instead of September 5th. Sankey said that the adjusted schedule offered the best opportunity to complete a full season by giving us the ability to adapt to the fluid nature of the COVID-19 virus and the flexibility to adjust schedules as necessary if disruption were to occur. And the league went ahead earlier this past week, announcing the additional two opponents with each team. Keep in mind, Texas A&M will travel to Neyland Stadium to take on the Tennessee Volunteers and then play host to the Florida Gators of Gainesville sometime later this season. Now, there is one other way that I look at this for a possibility of college football to 100% go on without any misconstruction. And this is a big step that I don't think could happen 
but I think it's a way that this is the only way we guarantee that it does happen. Players are deciding to opt out for this upcoming year. Now, whether they're deciding to go immediately say, I'm opting out, I'm going to declare for the NFL draft, or they're saying, I'm going to opt out, and I just don't really care if I'm going to play this year. What college football has to do is they have to guarantee that their scholarship will not be taken away. And right now, it seems that way. But what they also should do is if a player decides to go to the NFL draft this upcoming year and they don't like their draft stock, they can opt back into coming into school back in 2021. Let me explain. You already see in the NBA draft, when a player says, I will declare for the NBA draft, they have a time period where they can opt back into going back to school. I remember a few years ago, there was a kid who went to my high school. His name was Quentin Grimes. He went to Kansas. He didn't have a really good first year. He decided, you know what? This isn't for me. Lawrence, I'm out. I'm going to go to the NBA. He realized that he probably was not going to get drafted. He probably was going to have to go play overseas. Even then, there was not a guarantee he would make a roster. So he said, you know what? I'm going to come back and play college basketball. He did not go back to Kansas. Instead, he went back home to to Houston. And now he plays for the University of Houston under Kevin Sampson. That should be the case for every single college football player who decides to opt out this year. Give them that one-year eligibility. If they are going to the NFL draft, so you've already seen some big names. Minnesota's Rashad Bateman. uh, Purdue's Rondell Moore. Penn State's Micah Parsons. The three of them are bona fide first-round talents. Virginia Tech's Caleb Fairley. I think he is a top 25 player going into college football this year. And I think guaranteed, if he played this year, he's a bonafide top 15 pick. But say his stock trembles because of another player, such as Sean Wade from Ohio State, climbs up the, climbs up the board. Or Patrick Sertain from Alabama, immediately climbs up the board. Well, now he's a second round pick. But instead, he's healthy, he can come back, he can boost his stock, and then becomes a top 5 pick next year. If you give the opt-out option, but allow players to come back for their next season, if they don't like where their draft stock is, which is something that we haven't heard of before, and it's something that we don't know about just yet, because if we don't see it in college football, but you see it in baseball, every year in the MLB draft, kid doesn't like where they got drafted, they can come back, they can go to college, they can continue to play, see what happens in the next season. Maybe it boosts their stock up. Maybe it hurts them. College basketball. There's a time limit to where you see players decide if they want to play or not. And if they don't go to the NBA, they can opt to come back. Maybe it's not to the school that they originally played for, but they can opt to come back to the NCAA. You see it happen all the time. High schoolers, all the time. They go immediately from playing in, you know, 6A ball to being a fourth-round pick in the MLB, but have a four-ride scholarship to play at LSU or Arkansas or Cal State Fullerton or Texas A&M or another one of these programs that consistently is really good at baseball. They boost their stock. Next year, freshman, they don't get drafted. Next year, don't get drafted. Junior year, their first-round pick, they're a top-10 talent. You see it happen all the time. Why not do it for football? You've already seen the opt-out work in the NFL. Big names, Patrick Chung, Donta Hightower, C.J. Mosley, all sitting out. You've seen it in basketball. You've seen it in baseball. 
Buster Posey, opting out. Jonas Cespedes, opting out. Marcus Stroman, opting out. Their contracts are going to be honored. They're going to be back next year if they want to play. Now, some will be free agents, and some could be DFA'd by the team, and some could be released by the team if they don't like the deals that are in place moving after the 2020 season. That's always a risk. But at the same time, they want to play? Give them that extra year of eligibility. If any Texas A&M player does not feel comfortable playing this year, but he does not want his teammates not to play, tell them, you don't want to play this year? That's fine. You want to go try and make it to the NFL? Go for it. But if you don't, come back here, play in 2021, and be a part of something special. It allows players who do not want to play because of the COVID-19 pandemic, because of their worried for their own safety, it allows them to sit out. It also allows their teammates who have worked hard this offseason to continue to play. And I promise you, college football will find a way to make it to where these players are beyond safe in their facilities to where it is almost a complete bubble system. You are harbored as a college football athlete. It is an athlete in general, not just college football, any athlete. You are harbored. You get busted doing anything, you're in beyond trouble with your coaches, you're in beyond trouble with the boosters, you're in beyond trouble with anyone. They will find a way to make this as close to a bubble system that we're seeing in the NBA, which has not reported a COVID-19 case since, what, two weeks? Same with the NHL. Haven't reported a COVID-19 case in a week and a half? You will see this happen because the facilities where these players will be staying nonstop, it may not be the most appreciative. It may be a little, uh, like, it may be a little bit of a difficulty, but I promise you, they stay there, they're only catching one thing, and that's touchdowns on Saturday when football does occur. You give these players a chance to opt out, but then either come back if they don't like their draft grade, or just come back in general for the upcoming season, I promise you, this will have so much more support. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Aggies. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast at Locked on Aggies and at Mr. Cole Thompson. Make sure you listen live on LockedOnPodcast.com. Subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. Tomorrow, we will be breaking down who could join the SEC. We've already heard some conferences about maybe how we could see realignment. Is there a way we possibly could without really changing up the schedule? Or could we see a brand new schedule change? We'll talk about that all more tomorrow. We'll see you then. And remember, kick them, y'all. This has been Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network.